0: Number 14, uh, today's guest is a journalist, a presenter, a TV reporter. She's been on One News, Sunrise, Three News, the Midday Bulletin, Nightline. She's been a Breakfast TV host on First Line. She's also an MC. She's almost up to 20 years in the business. She's also a mum, a wife, a baker from what I see on Instagram, <laughs> an ambassador for Oxfam, and two weeks ago, Celebrated her 29th birthday. Uh, <laughs> warm welcome to Sasha McNeil. And she's also an old school buddy as well. Yeah? So so welcome to the it conversation. It's very
1: diplomatic. It's always, it always sounds so much more impressive when someone else says it all. Yeah, you yeah, it, it does. Together yeah. And I don't know that all of that is true, but there oh, sh- we go. It, it. sounds good. Take
0: it. Take it. So uh, I know you've listened to the podcast because you've just told me. So we do a pop quiz hotshot mm, round.
1: They're the ones that make me nervous, actually, more than anything else. Oh, awesome. Else. Gold. Yeah. Okay, here
0: we go then. Right. <laughs> the last book you read.
1: The last book I read, can I say what I'm in the middle of? Yeah. yeah because yeah. I feel like I've started reading it. I got it out from the library, didn't finish it, and then have had to get it back out of the library because that's how long it takes me to read my books at the moment. Uh-oh. It's, but it's, the title of it makes it sound like some sort of erotic, soft erotic. Thing, but it's not. Right. It's called Love and Ruin and it's about Ernest Hemingway's third wife. Right. And she's a journalist, Martha Galhorn. There you go. And she's awesome. So she, you know, went over and reported in the Spanish Civil War and all that sort of stuff. And so it's more about her than him. All so right. yeah. So, got to, I'd recommend it.
0: Okay. I'll take your advice there you on go. it. Yep, I will. If Sasha McNeil was a superhero, who would she be? Oh
1: hundred percent Wonder Woman. Girl, when I, yeah, when I was four I was her and I jumped off my bed and my teeth went through my lip.
0: Right, that'll do so, it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Obviously I am here. So
0: obviously Wonder Woman with <laughs> a mouth guard, then, yeah. that's all good, yeah. Um, what talent do you have that isn't realised by your current job?
1: Well, probably my baking. Baking, You yeah. mentioned that
0: before. So if you're listening, all those people that work with Sasha on News Hub, she'll be in probably later on today <laughs> or tomorrow with a cake. Uh, it's a if, <laughs> yeah, if you weren't a journalist or a presenter, what do you think you would be?
1: Um... I would be probably making something I think. Um, If I'm not at work, I'm normally doing something with my hands, making, baking, baking, gardening, writing, reading, doing something like that.
0: Um, Eliminate one thing from your daily routine. What is it? What's the worst thing that Sasha McNeil does in her day?
1: Probably um, cleaning the guinea pig poo out of the cage. It's
0: okay, kids. You'll get there one day. <laughs> All right. So, hey, look, please. Yeah. Uh, so, you study English and film and TV studies at Auckland University, and then you nag your dad for work experience at TV Three.
1: No, you no, did I didn't. No, I didn't nag him. Okay. No, he, you just asked he was like, you can do it yourself. Yeah. Off you go. Um, go and find something at TVNZ. So I had to nag someone there.
0: Right. And then you go to TVNZ, and. You start off at TVNZ and Dad's obviously at TV3. Uh, how did that go down around the family um, dinner table?
1: Oh, it was actually quite fun. Uh, Dad's a good sort, so he yeah. found it quite entertaining. But I remember my, one of my very first work experiences at TVNZ, I turned up with the reporter and we pulled up, and it was a it was something in South Auckland about a rugby something at a high school. And we turned up and um, we were about to hop into the car and the, and the journalist said, oh, God, there's Bob McNeil. Oh, great, I'm going to be up against him tonight. And I was like, just sitting in the back going, I won't say who I am then. Yep. And he was like, oh, God. And then we hopped out and he was like, oh, Dad. I was like hi, Dad. <laughs> so it was, Dad's always been, I mean, he's always given me the best advice out of anyone yep. for, for broadcasting and journalism. So it was never really an issue.
0: No. And he, um, look, honestly, when I was researching this podcast, you guys are obviously a really close family because his name is almost intertwined with yours all over the place. Right. <laughs> the best story and I'm going to get you to tell it because I'm not because I just laughed and laughed I told my workmates and they were just in stitches tell us dad's undies story
1: oh my god you were
0: at high school when he did it
1: so this is the problem that was more of a problem when I was at high school than when we actually worked together because people used you know back then everyone watched TV Yeah. so everyone watched 6 o'clock news so everyone would watch dad and whatever and um, and so he would always, because he was kind of one of those characters on TV who would, his pieces to camera were always sort of quite often, quite entertaining, I'd get so many hassles at school about what Dad had done on TV the night before. And so one time he was live on TV, he'd been covering something and I can't think what it was, Been he'd been away for a few days and John Campbell, who was then the six o'clock newsreader, said to him, um, you know, Bob, so, you know, how's it blah? blah and he said, well, live on air, uh, I'm running out of undies, so I've had to turn undies inside out. Cool. So the next day at school, I'm just like, Dad, it's not cool. Yep. And his first, um, my first day at TV3 actually, he, his piece to cam was him signing off saying, Bob McNeil, no, Boob McNeil, yep. 3 News. Yeah, that was the other for story. The boobs yeah, on so that's,
0: classic, that's classic. First curiosity. day,
1: trying to keep my head down at yeah, work. Yeah, that's, nope, that's good. No, no chance. Nice. Good
0: work. So you start at TVNZ. Can you remember your first day or your first story? in front of the camera and what was going through your mind?
1: At TVNZ? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You always remember your first story. Mine was this great story about this little kid up north who was um, a ballerina. And he... Are they called a ballerina if they're male? He did ballet and he was very, very good. And he'd been chosen to go over and study in england or something so we went up and did he was sort of like the billy elliot type thing we went and did a story on him and it was so lovely i just it was just so lovely to meet this kid who'd grown up in this quite rough part of up north and you know sticking up for himself and not getting bullied and all yep. that sort of stuff and it was it was a lovely story and i and i remember doing it and writing it and working so hard on it you know and trying to get it all right and everything and then i remember dad texting me afterwards and saying um that was a great first story you know you've Probably going to do much better than me. (laughs) Nice, that's good. That's really good. That's good. But yeah, you always remember your first story. I think.
0: Do you still get nervous? now, before you get to air, or is it just sort of
1: um, well, sitting back in
0: a comfortable chair? To be
1: honest, no, um, unless there's something happening, and the thing is, uh, y- you do need to have a sense of things can always happen, because when you're live on air, something can always happen, so you should always be alert, yep. you should always be ready, because the producer could say in your ear, something's breaking, I'm putting something in, you're just going to have to read it off, yep. and there could be some massive word in there you've never even heard of, Yeah. Or don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, well
0: so. yeah, because well, it still does amaze me, the number of people that don't actually realise that you have people talking to you at the same time you're talking and looking at a camera yeah yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, so that'll probably explain to your husband why you can multitask oh, listen to him and I'm carry a very good multitasker yeah, yeah. bless Yeah. alright <laughs> so when you've got a feed or a studio cross and it's obvious to the viewers that you've had a massive glitch how easy is it for you to recover do you just throw out your apology and just say hey look I'm done Pretty much? Or? Um,
1: it depends what it is, it depends what story you're coming on to for the next story. If you can have a bit of a laugh with it, it's quite good, um, but if you're coming onto something serious that you need to think about, then yeah, you've just got to... It's always best to acknowledge it because people know that it's happened and yep. that kind of thing. And um, people like seeing people being humans and yeah. things going wrong and that yeah. sort of stuff, so it's not the end of the world, it's, it's yep. technology. Yeah, you know? it is what it is.
0: Um, so what's been your biggest what moment on TV?
1: Oh, I've had quite a few. Oh, uh, um, yeah, I've seen a few of them. I've yeah. had quite a few. Um, which ones have you seen? Uh, I couldn't tell you.
0: Yeah, I've seen you walking, out, and I'm going to ask you in a second. As well, I've seen you walking out on Boobla. Uh, yeah, yeah, which I have to admit, I will give you a, <laughs> a virtual high five for later on because yeah, it's not my favourite. But
1: I, I didn't walk out on him. We were playing the music, and yeah. I just had just had enough. It was yeah. too much Christmas music. Yeah. It was too, you know, we, we'd been joking around for a long time that it, he's not really my cup of tea. No. Yeah, Could not be. mine either, but so, um I don't know, I've had flies land on my forehead, I've had I've choked, you know, choked on air. Um, I, I remember when I was working on Sunrise, Oliver Driver's dog pooed in the corner and it was just the worst smelling thing and I was reading the bulletin <laughs> and I just had to keep going, these wafts of Go. Oliver's dog, you know. Um Oh loads of things happen all the time, you know, but you just you just Carry on keep
0: going yeah it's like policing pretty much that's yep. all good yeah um and you did very well at not answering the question there as well so moving out of the studio <laughs> i remember watching you um on a waitangi day a few years ago and it was bucketing down oh yes you were broadcasting pretty yes. much from an umbrella
1: yeah
0: um what's the worst conditions that you've ever done a story from
1: um oh i one time we went down to um went down south, we were at Coronet Peak or somewhere, and I was about six months pregnant with um, my second child, and he was a very big baby, so I was quite large, and we'd gone up the mountain really early to try and get the the snowmakers up there, and I was with this lovely um, camera woman from Christchurch, and we went up, and it was so slippery, and I was just like, oh my goodness, I'm going to totally eat it here. Um, But... (laughs) she did and she fell over and slipped completely with her camera but couldn't had to hold onto her camera so you know and but the worst thing was we had this quite good-looking snowboard instructor who was taking us around, and she just got up before you even like noticed that she did. So she was the one who took the fall anyway. But so I was fine. But I have being pregnant has been a slight hazard to the job. Sometimes I, when I was doing Nightline um, and pregnant the first time, <laughs> I'd sort of get vertigo when I was we would stand up on this little thing, and I'd start almost toppling forward as I was doing the intro, and so they made a rule that I had to sit down for the rest of the. That's all
0: good. Either that or a handrail on set so that's
1: good that's good
0: um now when you do the news you normally present and let's be honest um you get a makeup artist you get your hair curled you get the fashion jacket blah 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 etc etc um studio lighting do many people recognise you on a day to day basis or do Um, they just sort of have a second glance and go I think nah it isn't
1: you know, like New Zealanders are so awesome because they yeah. just don't care. care. That's they awesome. just don't care. Yeah. Like you know, we're just doing a job, and um, I just feel like um, I don't know. I don't really know. A couple no. of you know, sometimes people like had this great, um, this lovely mum at school who came up to me one day at school. She said, oh, "You know, there's this woman." Uh, she does the late news sometimes and she looks so much like you. I just wanted to tell you because she's just, she could be your, you know, your body double. I just, she's just, she looks so much like you. And I said, Oh, yeah. I thought she was kind of joking. And I said, It's amazing what an hour in makeup can do, isn't it? And Whoops. she went, oh, and she was just mortified. You know, like people, <laughs> so people just don't, yeah, yeah. And I just don't think they care because I think they realize that, you know. Yeah.
0: We don't, don't, we don't have I'm that cold a celebrity like we doing not, in America. Not at all, no. Yeah, which is a great thing. Yeah. Long, long, long I'm not an all-black, no, so, you yeah. know, or hey, look, Barry. You never know. If you <laughs> trained hard enough, you could be Sasha. Oh, it's true. Or a black fern. That's yep, true. So, uh, <laughs> so what does a typical day look like for you? Because obviously by the time you've done Nightline and it finishes off, even I'm, I mean, I do jujitsu in the morning at 6 o'clock the next morning, but I'm sitting again. man, it's coming up to just sort of 11 or just after 11, I'm going to bed now, she's going to be driving, or uh, you don't just leave the studio and just go, hey, I'm done, thanks for coming. Yeah,
1: no, it, what, yeah, which is quite, it's quite hard when you read a bulletin late at night because you're sort of still, that's, that you peak at 10.30 at night type mm-hmm. thing, so you're, you're sort of wide awake, and I'm knowing that I'm going to have to get up at 6, 6.30 in the morning with the kids, and by the time I get home it's sort of midnight, so I, I try to go to bed straight away, but it's...
0: You take nana naps?
1: Um... I don't really because it's. I maybe try to maybe once a week I'll try to. Yeah. But it's normally impossible. Yeah. because um, the days just seem to be gone before I know it, and then I'm picking the kids up and yeah. dropping them somewhere, and you know.
0: Right yeah. now, Hillary Pinkhurst, who mm. is my old court reporter from Papakura,
1: <laughs> should have been very good. Uh, yeah. Very diligent.
0: As your self-confessed BFF, right? <laughs> Correct. Oh, well, that's what I read in the media. Do you reckon she should come and do a Cappuccino podcast? Oh,
1: I totally um, right? Yeah.
0: So what's the best question I should ask her? Oh, yeah. See, I'll let you think about that. You, yeah. can, you can message me that. Right? Yeah. Um, but I'll ask, while you're thinking about that, I'll ask you, what's the best piece of advice she's ever given you?
1: Um, probably the best piece of advice, and she she says this to everyone. And she, you know, she the the great thing about Hillary is that she always um, tries to help people who are coming through. You know, she's not one of the ones who's kind of like, oh, they're competition, and yeah. I'm not gonna, you know, she's just she's always trying to like teach the younger ones. Not not necessarily. Uh, she's a very good writer, and she's a very good journalist, but also just how to be. And that was the thing I liked about her was that she'd sort of say. Probably the best piece of advice you gave me was just be yourself. Yeah, never try to be that person over there no. or that one over there or whatever. Just if you're not being yourself, it's really obvious. Yeah, so you know, just just try and be you and bring a bit of that out. And you know, she's the best at doing that She's she's quite and, entertaining. Yeah, just, yeah,
0: so yeah, so I'm <laughs> going to give you a business card. Let's see if we can make it. Happen. Yeah, all right. Have you ever been starstruck?
1: Um, it's funny, isn't it? Because the business I'm in, you obviously meet quite a few people who.
0: Uh, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday from TV Land as well, and I said it's always funny because people who meet people off TV, they still do that, oh wow, look, that's such and such thing. Because mm, yeah. you don't watch, you kind of, you know, you watch their show or you yeah. see them on TV, you don't actually socialise with them. No, either. no. So, You're so, not yeah. like, hey mate.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Have I been starstruck? I probably, um, I was a little bit starstruck when I met Margaret Mahy and I got to interview her. Hey. Like, she, I'd always been such a massive fan of, of hers as a kid, and um, when I got to go and do a story on her, I just was like, it's you know? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, try to explain, you know, you don't want to go, oh my God, I'm such a fan, because yeah. she'll be like, well, of course, everyone yeah. is, you know? But she was so lovely and down to earth, and she was at the school with these kids, and she was just so, she read them a story, and the way she talked to them, she was so on their level, I just thought, you, you're awesome, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's you, awesome. You get it, you know. Yeah, that
0: is cool. Right, yeah. now here's some, the, here's some of the tough questions.
1: Uh-oh.
0: uh What do you think about the current state of journalism in New Zealand? Because there's a lot of, like people are saying, you know, there's clickbait going on and, you know, you get certain things that are paid for and everything else. So it's certainly changed from what your dad's day was, that's for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, I think it's a really, I think it's a really changing time at the moment. Like right now is a point where people are probably trying to find their way in how it's going to look. It's obviously going to look different, you know, like um, TV is changing, obviously. Mm -hmm. I I think it's surprising how many people are actually still watching TV. uh, it's sort of coming through now that there are slightly more people watching TV than they than they than they thought um, but at the same time everyone's online as well. so um, the, there's lots of changes I think in the way. Uh, Long-form journalism can be done, which is good, and, and the things like podcasts and stuff, mm-hmm. things can be researched and, and taken up by a journalist and, you know, really researched very well, And because there's not a lot of space for that on TV no. anymore, which is, you know, so it's a good good to have that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, clickbait, I mean, I certainly try not to click into anything that it <laughs> encourages yeah. sort of um, flippant kind of yeah. news, because I just find it a little bit, you know. Yeah, over the top. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, so which brings me on to the next question. Do you worry as a journalist, um, and obviously these are your views, not anybody else's, but do you worry about journalists' opinions pieces and then those same journalists presenting facts on the news, do you think the lines sometimes get blurred?
1: Again it's it's so different from when even I first started. Like we were not allowed to give any opinion on anything ever, you no. know, like it was very strict around that sort of stuff. Um, and people's, um, you know, now there's, there's things around people's branding and all that sort of stuff. And it's, it's, it's such a different world. If I look at some of what the young journalists are allowed to do compared to what we were allowed to do, it's, I probably come from a more old school, you know, where i I feel a bit more like people should be quite balanced if they're, they're, you know, um, presenting the news or reporting on the news or whatever. I think I, I'm probably a little bit more old fashioned like that, but I do, I, I think there's room for people to give their opinion. Yep. Um, I think you've got to be careful if it's going too far one way or the other constantly. But um, yeah, I think yeah. it's it's sort of evolving at the moment. Yeah, I, I hear that? what you're
0: saying because I remember my first sergeant talking to me about police officers. What is it? Police officers and journalists should always be impartially impartial. Mm, yeah. So it's up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you're a journalist, or a reporter in America at the moment, what do you think your greatest worry or threat would be, apart from the obvious one? Um, what, what do you think the threat to your integrity or your style of reporting would be? Because, I mean, as you well know, CNN and Fox are having great issues and debates, and you've got the political parties running behind those TV stations, a president who sort of likes to favour one but doesn't like another. You have people like um, Anderson Cooper, uh, who quite clearly have got an agenda before they even sit behind the desk, before mm. they even start mm. their journalistic piece. So what do you think, if you're a journalist in America? What would you be thinking to yourself?
1: Um, it's utterly insane. I think I'd be moving to New Zealand. Yep. Um, I mean, the, the the problem with it is that, is that the the, peop- the rhetoric that's coming out from journalists over there, you're only speaking to the people who are already convinced. So one side's speaking to people who are already convinced of what they're saying anyway, and same with the other side. Yep. So I think um, more interesting is what's coming out internationally to us from there. So, you know... I guess in New Zealand we're probably <laughs> more interested in not necessarily Fox uh, and maybe the other ones yeah. so you know I don't I think that it's really it'd be really difficult to be a journalist there at the moment yeah. and to try and report honestly on what's happening and and I really respect the ones who are and who are sticking up for that and 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 fighting the good fight i guess and and attempting to because if you've got a little man like that Mm, treating you like that in front of people in a press conference then it's it must be yeah you must have to have guts to get up and do that when the president's acting like that towards journalists yeah um it's pretty scary
0: heck yeah i remember reading a book by a man called jim shechner who rode from south america to new zealand and he said when he came into new zealand radio wave frequency he started listening to the news mm. and his comments about New Zealand and he was a, a British guy said he said I've never met or he said I've never heard a bunch of people who are so more liberal but yet so not wanting to get into a conflict about anything mm. um, you tend to agree with that with our, with our style of sort of journalism and our sort of newsroom, like you uh, say the old schools I maybe? think
1: there are people certainly who want to get into who really want to push the boundaries uh, and I think that's important to a certain extent I do think you you need to push the boundaries as a journalist I think that's you know you've got to tell the stories and if you want to um, you know you're battling against really high powers so sometimes that's probably slightly scary uh, and you are you are causing a fight because you're going up against politicians and people who are in power and things like that so I think that you've got to have a little bit of mongrel mongrel in you
0: right so who's been the hardest person for you to interview
1: hardest person for me to interview was my dad oh
0: there you go yeah Yeah,
1: I interviewed him um for when he left tv3 I
0: remember seeing that interview yeah Yeah.
1: and so um I felt really I felt really nervous about it like I (laughs) was writing the questions I was like oh no what's he gonna think of this question and of course he just laughed his way through it and you know I thought it was all great because he's my dad so (laughs)
0: Uh, now if we check out Sasha McNeil's Instagram it becomes very apparent very quick that you're a keen baker, king gardener. In fact, what like you said at the beginning, anything to do with your hands and yeah. you're creating stuff. Yeah. There's like your kids' creations. There's your creations. Sometimes you get a hybrid of them both. Yeah. Uh, the failed ones are the ones I like the best, <laughs> but they're awesome. So where, does, clear, yeah, where does the passion for baking come from? Because I even see that at one stage, I can't remember the magazine, so my apologies to the publisher. Fantastic picture of you doing the high tea princess oh, thing. Yeah. When they're like, Sasha is an avid baker. The
1: Oxfam thing yeah, yeah. yeah, Um
0: Where's the passion for baking come um,
1: from? Oh, my gran was a great baker. Yeah. Um, it skipped. My mum always says it skipped a generation with her. So I used to go to my grands, and her tins were always full with the best, you know, caramel slice and Afghans and Anzacs and all your awesome New Zealand basics um but she was just such a good she'd always be in her kitchen going around really really fast and um so I I, probably maybe her um I I didn't bake a lot like I was a terrible cook when I left time like I never learned how to cook and moved over to London and was like oh god what do I do now um so I think I was quite I'm really self-taught um but I just really love it it's a really I find it a really good space to be in in the kitchen and just Doing that and pottering and yep. kids come in and make a mess and
0: carry yeah, on. And, yeah, yep.
1: yeah. I just really like the idea of kind of doing it yourself, and I I find that with everything I really like handmade and doing yep. your own things and you know.
0: So challenge for you along with the pancake challenge, I'm gonna throw out another one for you. Before the week's end, post your favourite recipe on Instagram.
1: My favourite recipe.
0: Yeah.
1: On my Instagram account. Yeah. Okay. Can you do that? Mm, what, yeah. And what's
0: it gonna be? Off the top of your head, I can see you thinking about it. Yeah,
1: that's a biggie. Because
0: probably what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and bake it
1: and then take it out
0: to the station and then I'll put up on the Brian and Bobby Instagram account and tag you in and go... Hit or okay, severe miss, okay. and with my cooking skills, it yeah. could be. Either. But I on. tell <laughs> you,
1: I bake sometimes for um, Al Brown, and Hilary always laughs. She's like, "Why are you baking for Al Brown? He's like the best. Yeah, that's you know. Yeah. But he is awesome because he's like, I'll, he'll do. We do some, you know, we do some stuff together. And he's sort of like, I said, "What can I do for you?" And he's like, "I'll oh, just bake me something." But you're a good baker. Bring something in, and I'm like, okay. And I sometimes I try and bake him something quite healthy, and he's really honest about. it. And he's like, nah. And I'll bake him something full of sugar and whatever, and he's like, "That's perfect. It's yeah. great. Um, you know, I like his honesty. Yeah, you know? that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: like my mum said. She keeps waiting for an episode of uh, one of those cooking shows to turn up. My mum's a Irish, and she said she's waiting for them to go into an Irish household. Dip the, the celebrity chef to dip the spoon in the stew, <laughs> and then uh, needs a bit more salt. She said, because the next thing you'll see is this huge pot just coming towards the chef. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's great. yeah. So uh, if you check Sasha's Twitter account as well. You'll get some amazing behind-the-scenes photos of what the News Hub crew get up to. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like celebrating birthdays and that type of stuff. yeah. So that's all good. Yeah. Now, you spoke about it before, so I'm going to ask you now. Oxfam work. You're an ambassador for Oxfam. Mm. How the heck did you get involved in that? Because let's be honest, that's a big step from journalism to Oxfam ambassador.
1: It's kind of not, because um, Oxfam wants to get stories across. And so I guess journalists can help them do that. And I've been on some really awesome um, trips with them. I went to Vanuatu with them, at, which was just amazing. And then I also went to Tonga with them after the cyclones over there. And we flew out to these remote islands um, to check out all the damage out there. Just about died in a, a plane. But, um, oh. Think of the course, um, think of the but course. Yeah, yep. But, yeah, but so, you know you do your best when you get the opportunity like that to go over to tell some really awesome stories and, and I, when you were talking about meeting famous people to me whenever I um, like those kind of stories they are the ones you almost feel a little bit like starstruck because yeah. these people are amazing yeah. you know the people who are working within these communities the people in the communities themselves you know you just feel like going, oh my goodness you yeah. know the, the stuff that goes on is just incredible and it happens in New Zealand as well you know you do awesome stories in New Zealand where you just are like these people are so unsung and they're working with nothing and they're doing such great
0: work. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I, I remember a family from who where they had uh, a young boy and a young girl in the family. Mum and dad were working three jobs to get their kids through school, yeah. and they were just amazing. And oh, just, yeah. You know. the
1: parents, you know, in New Zealand, it, uh, yeah, it's incredible. It's,
0: so you've seen Oxfam in action. So, as an ambassador, how does Oxfam help those islands? Because
1: they, they so the money you, that you give to them, it's it's actually really cool because you can going over there, you could see how the the, the, the money had been spent and they'd ha, had made schoolhouses, they'd made um, cyclone shelters, they'd made awesome things like water. Um, where they can um, this, actually, it was a, a it was an invention by a New Zealander who um, got salt water. They put salt water into it, and it comes out as clean water. Yeah. So they get this, you know, like things yeah. like that, which are really practical. And they um, created like coconut oil. Um, factories for them to start then exporting coconut oil just really good practical things that are actually helping these people you know
0: day to day be that Nessa New Zealand's got you r- yeah. ripped
1: yeah.
0: Um, so the question I always ask on the end and I don't know if you've listened to, po- to a podcast all the way to the end but so the day of reckoning has come and Sasha McNeil is lying there in her coffin and somebody's, an de- yeah, <laughs> somebody's delivering the eulogy there'll be cupcakes on top yeah, of I'm course, sure so that's of course, it. Yeah. how will you want that Everybody to remember Sasha McNeil.
1: Um, I, d- I, I don't I don't think everyone will be too worried. You know, I'd move, I'm more worried oh, about I'm more worried about like what my friends and kids and yeah. and family um, yeah. and well, you know, the wider community as well. But I guess you just want to have been kind, yeah. and looked after people as much as you can, looked after your kids, and looked after people around you, and you know, been a good sort, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and, and a really good um, um, rugby
0: player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I know what a huge sports fan you are <laughs> as well. Yeah, So yeah, so that's all good. Yeah, uh, yeah. If ever you want a good laugh, ask Sasha a Super 15 question. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, and if somebody's aspiring to become a journalist, what advice would you give them? Because I know that you guys always get people knocking on your door saying, hey, can I come and have a look at the seat? And everybody forgets it's kind of really mm. busy and mm. you can't cater to everybody. Mm.
1: Um, I would say work really hard on your reading and writing, and I always say this to my kids as well, you know, reading and writing with any job really is going to be helpful. Um, Writing is so important and people forget about that, they think you get on TV and it's all about how you look on TV or whatever, and you know, I just say it's just just not, you've got to work really hard at at asking the right questions, being interested in stories, it's all about stories, so being interested in people. So you've got to like people and you've got to want to talk to people and interview people and yep. that sort of thing. So I think it's it's all about, yeah, stories, reading, writing, not getting too up yourself, yep. that kind of stuff.
0: Uh, in fact, true story, when I asked a bunch of people I knew for leadership tips or tips on becoming a good person, I wrote to a Navy SEAL who wrote me this following piece, who said, make goals and achieve them regularly. And I thought, wow, that's the shortest answer I'm going to get from anybody. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Sasha McNeil beat that hands down with, <laughs> read, read again, and then read some more. So yeah, there you go, that yeah. was good. Yeah. And you're right though, if you can read and you can write, yeah. then you can go on and do some yeah. amazing things. Yeah. If you can't, it's all just gobbledygook. Yeah. And it certainly is not about looks getting on TV because, hey, I've been on TV, since. So <laughs> oh,
1: awesome. come on. Don't with agree that with it. You? That's all
0: good. Yeah, so. If you want to follow Sasha McNeil on social media, and probably our uh, four listeners will, uh, you can go to Twitter or Instagram, and she can see those huge numbers oh, coming on. Oh, they will, yeah. Yeah, they will, yeah. So get ready for thousands of people to come on. Uh, Sasha, thanks. It's been lots of fun. Oh,
1: thanks, thanks for my um, flat wife. That's
0: easy. No worries at all. Uh, and we'll see you all next time for coppuccino number 15. And our guest is going to be ready for this. Sasha's going to fall over now. She's going to be followed by a professor. Oh. But a professor of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, check that one out. Oh, well, yeah, he should come to me for a bit of advice. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, Yeah, so good luck. So we'll catch you then, see you then,
1: bye-bye. Jiu-Jitsu, (laughs) how
0: I wonder what you are.